Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. No. <laughs> no. Sorry about that. Not no, but no. Not no, but something uh, no. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. And in the studio with us is the dog, Bessie. Bessie, Bessie, say, say, well, she's looking at me. Bessie, what's on a house? Roof. She is the most intelligent dog. Bessie Burns, Bessie Burns. Who's the best hitter ever? Ruth. Wow. I had no idea terrible opening jokes. All right, look, my son asked us to buy tickets to the Sanger Theater. That's the big fancy theater downtown. That's where you see all of the Broadway in New Orleans and all of that. He asked to see Earth, Wind and Fire. And since we're stunning parents, we didn't buy the tickets and it got sold out. So, oh, he was asking me, not too long before we failed to buy the tickets, uh, what does it mean in the Earth, Wind, and Fire song, Do You Remember the 21st Night of September? Now, some people just say they sing, Do You Remember the 21st of September? And I said to him, it, it means nothing. They chose the date out of clear, thin air because it fit, you know, phonetically. Yeah. It fit in the rhythm. It fit everything. So he said, so it could have been the 23rd night of November? And I said, yeah, it certainly could have. But I think they chose September because it's warm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. This hurt him. He seemed genuinely sad that the lyric didn't have some solid, deeper meaning. So that got me thinking, what about other songs that have dates in them? Do the dates mean anything or are they just phonetic, rhythmically correct elements? So I went looking. And there are a lot. You know the Prince song, 1999? Yeah. So many people today will say to you, well, it was written in 1999. Oh, absolutely not. It oh, was no. written in 1982. Yeah, because you know what? I thought 1999 was going to be like, you know, we're in flying cars. No, well, he said just the opposite. He was on Larry King on CNN. How did I miss this? Prince and Larry King. Uh, he was asked, what's the meaning behind the song? He said, we were all sitting around. I assume he meant his band and his fan club. We were watching a special about 1999. And so many people were talking about how it was going to be so 
terrible. <gasps> the new millennia is coming, and it's all going to be horrible. And he sort of looked around at his friends and said, we got to write a song that says it's going to be great. Yeah. You know? All right. I like it. How about the 1812 Overture? What does it mean? Well, Tchaikovsky was asked to create a song for the opening of the Cathedral of Christ the Savior during the Moscow Exhibition of Industry. That's fun. Sounds rocking, doesn't it? That's fun. Let's make it fun. The cathedral had been commissioned in, wait for it, Mm-mm. 1812 by Tsar Alexander. Remember on Tsar Alcabander? Tsar Alexander I. Oh, there's two of them. Mm. To commemorate the Russian victory over the invading French forces during the Napoleonic Wars. And that's why Tchaikovsky wrote the 1812. To which you say... Do all dates in songs have this grand and strong and underlying meaning to a date? No. No. Do you know the song, The 65 Love Affair? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So obviously something happened in 1965. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The song was recorded as the 55 Love Affair. Because that was the national speed limit at the time. Oh, no. When the song was being, it says, mixed and getting ready. So the recording was over. Mm-hmm. They changed the national speed limit to 65. Thank God. So Paul Davis had to roll back into the studio and re-record the lines as 65 Love Affair. So it ain't a date. It's a speed limit. Oh. You know, chicks, cars, years, speed limit. This is how I got you, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Paul Davis here on Rock School. about songs that have dates in them and what those dates mean. Bobby Goldsboro had a 1973 hit, Summer, the first time, in which he specifically mentions June 30th. Okay, what did it mean? It was his first sexual encounter. Uh-oh. Uh, with what he claims was a 31-year-old woman. Ooh. Yeah, me too. You wouldn't know her. She's from Canada. <laughs> See, he's a rock star, though. Uh, no, it was wasn't. probably true. Yes, he Someday, was. August 29th, 1968, by Chicago, was written by the trombone player James Paclow and keyboard player Robert Lamb about the 1968 Democratic Convention there in their hometown of Chicago, which was deemed a police riot. That's what they're talking about. It says here, 42002 by Pearl Jam. The song's about Lane Staley of Alice in Change. He died of a drug overdose on April 5th, 2002. Uh. 
However, it wasn't until April 20th that his remains were found and Eddie Vedder learned of his death. Now, do you know the song by the Four Seasons? Oh, what a night. Oh, yes. Late December back in 63. 63. Yeah. Now, you would think something happened at that time to make everybody go, woohoo. What a lady, what a night. What a lady, what a night. It was written by Bob Guadio. It was originally set in 1933. Mm, Oh, what a night. Late December 1933. Not working for me. Any idea what happened in December 1933? Did Chicago burn? No, no. Well, maybe it did, but it was the end of Prohibition. Ah. That's where the song came from. Whomever got upset over the fact that, hey, look, this is 1933, nobody knows. Let's bring it closer to, okay, change it to 63. Thank 33, you. 63. It works, but the song was written about Prohibition. Seasons uh, Funkadelic has a song called Friday Night, August 14th. Any idea? I don't know the song. Well, they stated Old Lady Luck Smiled Down on Me. That was the day they released the song. Mm. And they specifically made it that way. According to the Neville Brothers, they have a song called Sister Rosa, Mm -hmm. December 1st, 1955. It was on the evening of December 1st, 1955, Rosa Parks was arrested for disobeying an Alabama law requiring all African-American passengers to relinquish their seats to white passengers when the bus was full. And Rosa said, no, (laughs) no, sorry about that. Not no, but no. Not no, but Something, uh, no. You know the song by James Taylor, Sweet Baby James? Yep. The lyric goes, Now the first of December was covered with snow. Yes, and so was the turnpike from Stockbridge to Boston. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Well, James Taylor has never said either he needed a month covered in snow or it was because the song was recorded in December. Interestingly enough, the first time the song was performed live, period, was on SNL during their December episode before Christmas. Really? I'm not sure that's why he did it. I think he used December because he needed a cold month covered in snow. Yeah. This one I know for a fact. You know the song by C.W. McCaw? We got us a convoy. Yeah, we do. Yeah. He says it was a dark of the moon on the 6th of June. What does it mean? Nothing. Dark of the moon, 6th of June. It rhymes? It rhymes. He could have gone dark of the moon, 12th of June. Dark of the moon, 9th of June. Does he, is there anything else, any month? That, you know, dark of the moon, I like Bob. I'll no, see you soon. No, that wouldn't have worked. I'll, I'll see, see you soon. soon. Yeah. However... Even though the date means nothing in the song, 
right now, June 6th, is International Convoy Day. Get out of here. And what happens is truckers get together and simply drive in this giant long run of trucks on June 6th for no other reason than... There's this song, and this seems kind of cool. Very cool. Convoy, C.W. McCall on Rock School. Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, that's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. Was a dark of the moon. Into the first break, talking about songs that have dates in them. What does the date mean? August 5th, from the song Who Killed Marilyn by the Misfits. I think you can pretty much figure this out. Uh, August 5th, 1962, found lying on her chest, her face turning blue. You think it was an overdose, but could have it, could have it been the pack? Could it have been the Kennedys, or was it the LAPD? That's from the Misfits. Obviously, Marilyn Monroe. Right. I've known no war by the who states the date May 19th. It was the day Pete Townsend was born, 1945. And Big and Rich have a song called The Eighth of November. What it does is tell the tale of Niles Harris, a soldier in the 173rd Airborne Brigade of the United States Army during Operation Hump in the South Vietnam War, November 8th, 1965. Woo! That's what it means. Who's listening to us? W-Y-A-P, Clay, West Virginia. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, the group Sublime has a song called April 26, 1992. The lyric goes, April 26, 1992, there was a riot in the streets. Tell me, where were you? Do you know what riots were going on in the streets out in California? Do you know why it happened? I can't uh, remember. Rodney King. Oh, okay. The riots yes. following Rodney King. Right. Let me give you one more here. Cosmic Charlie by the Grateful Dead. It said, hung up waiting for a windy day. Kite on ice since the 1st of February, I guess. Uh, according to the Grateful Dead, it is simply the idea of rebirth. Just that. We needed something in spring for the idea of rebirth. You know I knew that one. Did you know that no. one? No. No. 
Do you know the song by The Temptations, Papa Was a Rolling Stone? Oh, yeah, don't don't mess this up for me. No, 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 it's a good one here. It states, it was the 3rd of September. Mm-hmm. Yes, the yes. day I'll always remember. Okay, fine. Why the 3rd of September? According to some interviews with The Temptation, Temptations, with people who were in The Temptations, the life of Frederick Douglas. He wrote on the third day of September, 1838, I left my chains. So it was used in the song. Now, the song is about a father who isn't there mm-hmm. to take care of his kids. So it, it seems a bit of a misnomer to me that this man, Frederick Douglass, one of the greatest orators of the time, right. is talking about the end of slavery. Mm-hmm. And they're speaking of this father who isn't around. Papa was a rolling stone. Right. It's a bit of a misnomer, but now you at least understand why it was the 3rd of September. Temptations here on Rock School. To the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. What date was Chicago's song Saturday in the Park? Saturday That's right. Keep singing it. I think the Fourth of July. That's right. It was the Fourth of July, and people selling ice cream and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Let's do seven days and seventy seconds. Here are those dates: July eleventh. All the way through July 17th, Tammy's Got Monday, do it. July 11th, 1992, Jerry Garcia starts a line of neckties, and you owned how many? Oh, at least 10. You know what I also used to buy was the Rush Limbaugh neckties. That's true. And I know what people are going to say. Ew, right, Limbaugh. They were really nice neckties. Yes, indeed. <laughs> July 12th, 1979, in what might be the worst thing to happen at a baseball park, the White Sox hold Disco Sucks Night. There is an explosion blowing up disco records and a riot to the point where the Sox had to forfeit the second game. July 13th, 1985, Live Aid happens. In order to defeat hunger in Africa. I missed the whole thing. Missed it. I had to work a radio shift. Didn't see any of it. July 14th, uh, 2014, Johnny Winter plays the K-Horse Blues Festival in France. It's his last performance. He will die two days later. July 15th, 2018, November Rain by Guns N' Roses becomes the first 90s video to pass a billion views on YouTube. July 16th, 1996, the Sultan of Brunei, the world's richest man, 
marks his 50th birthday with a Michael Jackson concert on the Borneo Island. Jackson earns $15 million for his performance. And then July 17, 1955, Disneyland opens in Anaheim, California with a parade on ABC. Walt Disney introduces their new group of young performers, the Mouse-Cuteers. You know some guy in a suit somewhere went, okay, mouse dancers? No. Uh, goofy kids? No. M- mouse cut. Keep going, Bob! Mouse cut. Cuteers! Come on, Bob! Cuteers! Yeah, that's what it came out to. Do you know the song by the band, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down? And all the people were singing. It states in the song, yes, you're correct, by May 10th, Richmond had fell. It's a time I remember oh so well. Well, the song is actually factually correct in many parts. General George Stoneman's Union Cavalry rip up the rails of the Richmond and Danville Railroad, a main Confederate supply route, to prevent reinforcements from reaching Robert E. Lee's army during the siege of Petersburg. Robert E. Lee surrounded shortly after April 9th at the Appomattox on May 10th. Davis was also captured by the Union Army and Richmond fell. Oh! That's the story. Here's the band on Rock School. Okay, I have a couple minutes before the second break. Let's talk about Bobby Gentry's Ode to Billy Joe. She states in the song, It was the third of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. I was out chopping cotton, and my brother was baling hay. Okay, why the 3rd of June? According to Bobby Gentry, it's June 3rd because that's the date Billy Joe commits suicide. However, it seemed more pertinent for it to be on that date, or at least that month, because Papa, if you remember, dies last spring. Right. Which suggests in the song, or at least she wanted to suggest in the song, that it is being told a year to the day following his death. And if you remember, the protagonist in the song loved him. You remember oh, yes. that? Absolutely. Because the preacher man who mom and dad really wanted her to be with mm-hmm. said, I saw you two up on the bridge. Tattletale. And you were, yeah, you, you snitch. And you were throwing something off and all right. that. So whatever they did in that year, that and it's, it's suggested so hard in the song that something awful happened. Right. And it's now a year later. 
and she's lost her father. Now what? Oh, it's there's nothing happy about this song. So it's Bobby Gentry here on Rock School. It was a third of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. I was out chopping cotton and my brother was baling hay. And at dinner time we stopped and walked back to the... Brother married Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo. There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring. And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything. And me, I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge. And drop them into the muddy water off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Coming into the second break, talking about songs that have dates in them, John Lennon has a song called Remember, where he states, Remember the 5th of November. It's Guy Fawkes Night. Guy Fawkes was a, a revolutionary. Back November 5th, 1605, he was discovered hiding in a cellar beneath the Houses of Parliament with 20 or more barrels of gunpowder. Whoa. How do you get it in there? Wow. It's like that Batman movie with uh, the Joker in it. Yeah. And he blows up the entire, uh, what is it, the, the, the hospital? Uh-huh. How'd he do it? Whew. How many days did it take him to set all those charges and nobody mentioned it? Hey, that looks like a bomb. Shut up, Jenny. Uh, Where are we? February 3rd. In American Pie. It is said, but February made me shiver. What he's talking about is two things. It talks about, with every paper I deliver, Don McLean was a paper boy. And it was just outside of Rye, New York. He lived in New Rochelle, New York. And he was a paper boy, and he delivered the paper that stated that these three rock stars died. So when he says, February made me shiver, he's playing with the language. Shiver because it's cold, and shiver because he died. And it matters that he says he's in New Rochelle, New York, and them good old boys were drinking whiskey in rye Mm -hmm. they weren't drinking whiskey and rye like a sazerac right they were drinking whiskey in rye rye new york Mm -hmm. and when he shows up and he says drove my chevy to the levee the levee wasn't something that held back water the levee was a bar because up in new york state the slang to hold a levee was to hold a party but it wasn't a party it was a wake So he drove his Chevy to the levee, which is a bar on First Street in Rye, New York. And them good old boys was drinking whiskey in Rye, singing, This'll be the day that I die. Woo! It is a wake, ladies and gentlemen. There's a song by Mary Chapin Carpenter called 4 June 1989. It was the date of the Chinese Tiananmen Square Massacre. 
if you remember two days before the massacre, there, massacre, there's that famous picture of a man coming home with shopping bags. Right. And he just stands in front of this line of tanks. Yes. If you see the video, they try to go around him. Uh-huh. So he moves to the left. Right. They try to go around him. So he moves to the right. They finally succeed, but on and on. 1916. There's a song by Motorhead called 1916. Lemmy Kilmeister stated he wrote the song after watching a UK television program about the 1916 Battle of Somme, in which a veteran reminisced about his friend dying in his arms. Mm. That's where that came from. Wow. We're going to play something by the Dropkick Murphys out of this break. Who's listening to us? W-O-W-Y-N-O, W-W-Y-N-O, SUNY Oswego. Now look. In SUNY Oswego, there could very well be somebody named Debbie. No, what about Debbie Debbie? Hey, Debbie, thanks for listening to the show. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, I promised you some Dropkick Murphys. They have a song called 41513. Now, usually you will see the song simply as 1513. However, when you get the album version, the main title is actually 41513. Do you know what happened on 415? 2013. 2013. Yes. Boston. Dropkick Murphys are from Boston. Uh, That would have to be the race. Yes, right. The Boston Marathon bombing. There you go. That's what the song's about. Dropkick Murphys here on Rock School. Into the last break, let's do two last ones and we'll get out of here. Do you know the song, The First of May by the Bee Gees? I certainly do. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Bee Gees were these giant disco kings, queens after the mid-1970s. But previous to that, in the state of Massachusetts and such, they had big hits. They were huge. One of them was First of May. What's it all about? It's about his dog. How did you know that? huge fan you're a genius but i can't remember i can't remember whose dog it was i'm gonna guess it's barry since he's the one that's really out front the other two bgs were the backing singers Mm -hmm. uh linda was his wife when we moved into our first apartment we got ourselves a pyrenean p-y-r-a-n-i-n is it it a pyrenees pyrenees might have been but it was a, a a purebred dog named him barnaby and on his paperwork it said that he was born on the first of may that's where it came from and finally the one we're going to end on u2 has a song with the lyrics early morning april 4 a shot rings out in the memphis sky what happened, Tammy Burns, April 4th, 1968? 
Martin Luther King was shot. That's right, mm -hmm. at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis. It comes from the song Cried in the Name of Love. Ooh. And that's the one we'll end on. I'm Joe Burns. Tammy Burns. That's it. Class is dismissed.